What's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in to the DIYpreneur podcast. This episode is with Jefferson Santos of VacationLeader.com. Enjoy. Quickly before I start the interview, if you are a confused entrepreneur that wants to know more about the obstacles of entrepreneurship and simply just wants to know how to make it happen, this show is for you, which means I want you to stop this episode right where it's at, give this show a rating, give it a review so that I can get in front of more entrepreneurs that are like you and help them out. Also, go and give the DIYpreneur Instagram page a follow because I post leverageable posts there that basically help you get started, get you unconfused for some of the stuff that entrepreneurship really is. So go and give that a follow. Guys, with a lot being said, let's jump into the interview. All right, Jefferson, are you ready to get ugly? I'm ready to get ugly. Let's get it. All right, Jefferson, so quickly just introduce yourself here. Introduce your entrepreneurial journey, what you are doing, what makes it special to you, what makes it special to your customers, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on the show, Josh. Um, you know, been an entrepreneur for 23 years. I struggled for my first eight or nine years, and I just wanted it bad. And, um, you know, got into the travel industry, and uh, it's been really, really fun. Been a, been a chance to go to, I think, 40, 50 countries already and helping other, a lot of people other, do the same as well. And so it's been a really, really great uh, journey so far. Yeah. So Jefferson, what do you have going on right now entrepreneurially? Is there any kind of business that you have explained that, that side of you? Yeah. Yeah. So I launched a travel club about uh, 13, 14 years ago with uh, one of my best friends, uh, Wayne Nugent, and a few other business partners. And basically, we wanted to help people travel around the world, uh, make money and make a difference. And so there wasn't any company out there that was actually doing that. Um, so, you know, we had to create it. So that's what's been happening. And now we're in uh, the world's largest travel club. Nice, yeah. So Jefferson, going along with your travel company that you have going on right now, I like to ask a random question on my show in the beginning, just to keep things light and fun, because we do talk about some ugliness. We get real on this show. So Jefferson, your question is, I looked on your Instagram, you are going to a lot of cool places around the world. So with every place that you have visited, what is the most rememberable one that you have been to so far and why? It's always the last one. Los Cabos, Mexico, we were at a resort called Las Ventanas, which is a hmm. ultra, ultra, you know, chic resort, you know, ultra luxury, really, really nice. And uh, it the food was awesome. The, the service was just over the top. I mean, literally we wanted for nothing. And it was that kind of an experience. And so I always, it, it, it's funny. I always talk about how that's the, that's the fun part about traveling. Yeah, for sure. So Jefferson, uh, moving on here to the bulk of the, the questions here. Before you had even thought about becoming an entrepreneur, before you had even started any of your businesses, tell us of an obstacle or a story that you can remember that really influenced you to go down the entrepreneurial path. Tell us that story. I was, uh, I think about eight or nine years old, I was at the store with my mom and I was asking my mom for a toy like any kid would do. And for the millionth time she said, we can't afford it, you know, and I'm just like, so I just got quiet. I kind of went inside, I imploded and I was just tired of hearing that. Like I was just really tired of hearing that. And I knew that I, I didn't know what success was. I didn't even know the word success. 
I just, you know, kind of had a feeling that we didn't have it <laughs> and it was just really, really frustrating. And so that's where, um, I think I started thinking about there's gotta be another way. Yeah. So Jefferson, looking back at that kind of story and when you had started, what do you think that an entrepreneur that hasn't started just yet, but is thinking about starting a business, what advice can you give them to help them over the hump? What fear did you have going into entrepreneurship and what advice can you give us to get over the fears of becoming an entrepreneur? Tell us some, some advice there. Well, I mean, the first thing is you just got to get going. You got to get started. You're, you're going to you either fail or you learn. You fail by quitting. If you don't quit, then you'll learn. You just keep on, you know, iterating and, and learning from learning from yourself and learning from your mistakes. But the cool thing about business and entrepreneurship is that you're not the only one starting your project. There's been millions of other people that have gone ahead of us that have written books that have, you know, there's tons of videos now, um, you know, YouTube and all these places, right. That we can learn from. And so when you, when you, when you watch these videos and you, and you read these books, it's about failing forward. It's about, you know, never quitting. It's about, you know, following your passion, uh, but not blindly, you know, learn, I mean, it's block off time to learn. And that's the key thing. And, you know, there's, there's kind of like these business hours during the day that are peak business hours. So you're going to probably have to wake up early and stay up late to learn outside of business hours, because during business hours, you're going to be working your business. So I, I would just say, you know, in order to get the confidence, you have to make a commitment first. And after you make the commitment first, the second thing you have to do is you got to display courage because this is the part that sucks. The courage part It's where you're, you got knots in your stomach, you feel nervous. You're like, Oh, you know, this isn't going to work or the voice in your head, or you had your best friend say it's not going to work or some, you've got some sort of thing going on, but you know, courage is acting in the face of fear. It's leading with full heart. And so that's what courage is about. But once you, um, once you, once you hit, once you just, once you go through courage, okay, then on the other side of courage is now you've got a new capability. And when you have that new capability, now you get the confidence. So guess what? You can't, don't wait for the confidence. It's not going to happen. It's not, you're not just going to, it's not going to fall on you like the piano coming from the third floor. It doesn't work that way. You have to make the commitment and then you've got to display the courage, which is most stuff that people don't do. Jefferson, maybe you could dive a little bit deeper on some opinions that I have thinking of my entrepreneurial journey. I'm no huge billionaire by any means, but I think that most younger entrepreneurs, you can correct me if I'm wrong as well, but I think that most entrepreneurs, if they train themselves to see failure as bigger than success, more opportunities than success come out of failure. I think that that is one of the most like best attributes you can get as a young entrepreneur, because like you said, you just got to start. And most of the time you're just going to run into a wall, but you have to be open. You have to be learning. You have to be vigilant to uh, mm -hmm. really like understand why that wall was there. Like what kind of what kind of thoughts do you have on failure and what mentality you should have with it? Well, yeah, I mean, like you're saying, and, and I was saying earlier too, it's like you got to it's like you got to be a tough piece of leather, right? Leather is flexible, but it's tough, and that's exactly the, what you've got to be. I mean, you know, just you got to be a piece of leather. You have to be you have to be flexible enough, but you have to stay on your track. I mean, you have your everybody's got their north star, move in that direction, but you might have to make some detours along the way, and you know, listen, if everybody was guaranteed that they would get to the goal line, everybody would just go do the project. But that's why not everybody does the project because they don't have 10 miles of clear visibility. 
you know, to the finish line and nobody does, you know, it's, you know, for a, a lot of entrepreneurs, you're cutting new ground. You're, you're, you're blazing a new path that nobody's ever been before. And so that's the part that's a little bit crazy. Uh, and so, you know, if you got a little flashlight or if it's foggy, I'm just kind of giving an analogy here, you know, you might have to move a little slower. Don't go running full speed into a dark room. You have no idea what the heck's going on. And so sometimes, you know, you, you've got to move, but just keep on moving forward, you know, and yeah, you might step left, step right, do a little detour, but, um, there's nothing wrong with failing. Mm -hmm. See, I, I think with this, you know, kind of outrage culture out there on social media and everything, you know, we, it's like a big echo chamber and something wrong happens. It's like, Oh, I'm ruined. Oh, the post went up. I'm ruined. No, you're not ruined. Guess what? People are focusing on their shit and their stuff and their life and what they're doing. They forgot about you already five minutes ago. So don't even worry about that. Just keep on moving forward. And that's the thing I would remind you about all the time is nothing that's going to happen to you is going to ruin you unless you do the same, uh, a crazy, stupid behavior, a bunch that doesn't work, that's going to ruin you. But I mean, nothing, not one thing is going to just ruin you. You have to just move through and keep moving forward. Yeah, all this is applicable by just getting started, taking that first step. So, mm -hmm. so Jefferson, yep. the entrepreneurs that listen to my show, the Young Inspiring Entrepreneurs, they are mostly confused and want to know about the startup phase, the beginning of entrepreneurship. So that is what I want to talk about with you now. And within your entrepreneurial journey, the startup phase, and when you had just begun, tell us of an obstacle here that you remember facing and get deep with us. Yeah. So, you know, first of all, when you're starting something it kind of depends on, you know, what kind of business you are starting. Cause some, some businesses kind of have a system already you can plug, plug into some businesses. You're literally, literally starting from scratch, but, um, and I'll move into the story here in just one second. But the thing is, is that it, you got to get real resourceful. And if, and if you're young and you could still live with your parents and be able to still have a life, I would do that because then you don't have to pay rent and all that money can go to your project versus, some apartment complex, right. Or whatever. I mean, that's just one thing, but let, let me share a quick story with you. I was, I was driving down the road, um, in my Saturn car back in the day yes. and my, my tires were showing the treads. So the wires, some of the wires were you know, poking out and I got a call from one of my, one of my buddies, one of my mentors. He's like, dude, you got, you got to go. I'm in Dallas, by the way, I'm in Texas. So he's go, he goes, you got to get to California, man. We've got a, this training event. You've got to go. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I've got, what do you mean California? Like in two days, I got to get there. Like, like, so all these objections and things started going through my head and basically I had to decide, okay, am I going to pay, you know, the airfare, the train ticket, all to training ticket to go there? Or am I going to get new tires for my car? Well, I had to think long and hard, but because I'm committed to my mission and what I wanted to do with my life, becoming an entrepreneur and, and being kind of successful, it's like, what part of that training event do I want to miss? None. I, don't, I mean, there could be the golden nugget of the, the sixth combination of the lock of, uh, you know, the sixth number of the sixth combination lock that I needed to unlock my brain. I got to get there. So I just decided, you know what, I guess the tires are going to have to wait. And I went to the training. Now, I don't recommend that for anybody, but I'm just telling you my opinion, my story and what I did. I just drove really slow on the side streets. I never got on the highway until I got new tires. But that's what I had to do because I'm telling you, man, I mean, we've all gone through these, these situations where you have to think through like, oh, that, you know, can I juggle this bill or can I push that back? It's about negotiation, man. Sometimes you got to negotiate with yourself. You got to negotiate with 
a vendor or a bill collector or whatever, you got to figure that out. And that's what I just had to do on that day. Yeah, Literally every day is a different battle for entrepreneurs. And on the show, especially, we love the resourcefulness because it just shows what type of things entrepreneurs are willing to do just to fulfill what they have always wanted to fulfill. And, and that is such a crucial part of entrepreneurship. And I'm hoping to open that up with what I'm trying to do here and why I'm on the phone with you as well. But Jefferson, staying within this phase as well, within the beginning phases of your entrepreneurial journey, what are some of the little wins that you can remember having that led you to success and where you're at now eventually? Tell us like two or three experiences, things that you had to do and really recognized that helped you, you know, take that next step forward. Tell us some of those. You know, I didn't have a lot of wins in the beginning. Like uh, literally I, I was thinking about that. Um, and, but what, when I train and I talk to people, I talk about sprouts. Now, like if you're a farmer and you're, you know, you plant some seeds and a little sprout comes out of the ground, that's, that's called evidence of what's to come. Right. And a little sprout coming out of that, a farmer's not going to stomp on the sprout and be like, Oh, you're so small. You know, why aren't you big yet? You know, it's like, no, you water it and you feed the sprout and the sprout becomes the oak tree. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for me, my little wins were, you know, being having a little bit of money in my bank account, not being negative yet, <laughs> you know, uh, learning at these seminars and these trainings that I was going to being able to borrow books and borrow tapes. This is back in the day, tapes and CDs from people where I can listen to these trainings, uh, you know, and, and, and get that good stuff in my head. That was a win for me because I couldn't afford to buy all these CDs and MP3s and trainings and stuff. I mean, we're talking about you know, thousands and tens of thousands of dollars. But a quick win for me is ask, just ask, you know, Hey, you never know unless you ask. Right. And so I asked, Hey, can I, can I borrow that book for a couple of weeks? Can I borrow that CD set? I promise you, I will, I will give it all back. No scratches, nothing. And so kind of relying on my, tr my trust and my relationship with them, kind of that, you know, social currency, I would really kind of draw from that, uh, because of my relationships and, and because I was someone who was hungry and I showed it, um, and I was a person of my word. I returned it right on time. Didn't mess anything up. I mean, the worst thing is, you know, all of a sudden words floating around that Jefferson's borrowing people's stuff and jacking it all up. You know what I'm saying? So that it was that those kinds of things that were little wins for me. Yeah. Jefferson, because that you had done all these things and, and been resourceful, borrowing books, looking for connections and being the person that you were at this phase in your entrepreneurial journey, what can you tell us as young entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs, and people that might already be in their entrepreneurial journey, what can we do to really master and look and have more of a mindset of resourcefulness within the startup phase. What kind of attributes, things can we start looking at now to have more of that mentality and look for things kind of like how you looked at things? Yeah, you can't be rigid in your thought process about how things are supposed to be. You know, Tony Robbins talks about, you know, I've, I've been through his his uh, material uh, master university like twice. And, mm -hmm. and Date With Destiny talks about your blueprint, like kind of the way you operate. And a lot of people have... Uh, a very long, uh, we winding road to happiness. And then some people have a very like highway, short highway that gets them to happiness fast. And it's the way that you set up your thoughts and the way that you think. And so I think once again, as an entrepreneur, we've got to be this really fast speedboat that can be, that can, we can pivot on a dime and we have to be prepared for that. And I know that as human beings, we don't like change, but once again, 
as an entrepreneur, we have to thrive on change. We literally, we thrive that every single day is going to be different. And you just have to have, every time you wake up, you know, in, in the morning and you're grateful for what you have and where you're at and, and, you know, you have to be prepared for the unprepared, so to speak, right? You just be like, hey, I'm open to that. Okay, this just happened. Okay, great. Okay, that just happened. Okay, great. Okay, how can I use that? You know, it's always, you can always use it in some story. Like when you, those of you that are listening right now, when you get interviewed on a podcast, guess what? You get to use your stories of the ugliness, right? To be able to inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs coming. Because I'm telling you one thing, uh, our stories are our stories and it's from our perspective and we have to go through it. And the more stories you have and go through, the more that you can coach people through them. Okay. And the unique part about you I'm saying you, the one that's listening right now, is that you have your perspective. Nobody else has your perspective. And so, you know, I, a lot of times in my head, I'd be thinking like, why would somebody listen to me? Or, man, that's been said a million times. Well, guess what? They haven't heard my perspective on, perspective on it. And that's why people will pay you or whatever for your time or for your expertise or whatever is because they're paying for your perspective. So we got to get out there and get a lot of perspective while we're going as an entrepreneur. Yeah, for real. Literally, y y people don't like change. People don't like failure. Literally, as an entrepreneur, you just have to be cut from a different cloth, like legit. Yeah. You need to think differently. And that's why the people that are successful are where they're at. And I have no doubts about that. And these people that have a lot of money, have a lot of connections, have a lot going on in their lives is because they are just cut from a different cloth. That's how you have to think for real. But Jefferson... To move on here now, this is a little bit of a different question, but still staying in the same phase. I like to ask this question because it opens up a little bit more about how the entrepreneurs are resourceful and creative within getting through their lives as an entrepreneur and making it happen. So this question is, how were you able to pay your bills? How were you able to keep food in your stomach? What kind of things were you doing resourcefully, creatively to keep that money in your pocket to fulfill the humanly needs that needed to be met? What kind of things were you doing? Well, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier a little bit. I, I was relying on relationships. I mean, I had I had uh, friends of mine, um, older friends of mine, you know, kind of friends of my mom's that I built a relationship with. And there's a few times that I asked to borrow money, but I didn't just ask to borrow it and, and be like, oh, thanks, man. I'm like, I, I literally said, hey, listen, I need it for this and this and this, and I promise I'll pay you back on this day or by this day. So the way that I asked was in a very confident manner, you know, like my certainty was at a level 10. Like they knew based on my vibrancy and my posture that I was going to pay that shit back. Mm you know, and I was going to die trying. And, and I always did. I always did. And so that was, once again, the social currency, the relationships that I had. And, and the thing is, is that as, as an entrepreneur, if you don't have those kind of relationships, you need to start create more relationships right now. You know, you can't just, you know, hide yourself in the dungeon and work on your craft, you know, for 15 years and not have any friends. Everything's about relationships, yes. right? And so now if all your friends are, are, are broke, then, then you, we, we have to have different levels of friends. Okay. And, and I don't know how this came for me or whatever. I guess it was just because I was a natural kind of relationship builder. Um, but I made friends with my friends of my mom. And so if you don't have like older friends that are far, far advanced than you, then start to develop those relationships. How can you add value to them? How can you do some projects for them for free? How, what can you do 
for them for free to gain that, you know, trust and relationship. And it's going to take a while. You can't, you can't ask to borrow money right away. It's just, it has to happen organically, but that's what I did. I mean, you know, I did part-time jobs. I mowed lawns. I, you know, I worked at a, you know, a putt-putt golf place and and I asked, Hey, can I make any more money here? Yeah. You could come at four 30 in the morning and mow the lawns at the, the three different mini putt-putt golf courses, which is like do enough mow, uh, lawn mowing for like a three lifetimes, man. I mean, I was doing that during the summer and I did that to make extra money. I was always asking what could I do to make extra money. So you got to, you know, once again, you know, we're saying that a lot that we're resourceful. Um, what else can you do? What, you know, can you take out trash? I mean, little things and it's nothing's below you. Nothing is below you. Go clean some toilets, whatever. It's part of the story. Yeah. Literally you just got to be on the prowl every second looking for anything leverageable to, to do, to, you know, move further on in your entrepreneurial journey. And like you said, it's just, perfect example. So. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the other thing too is the other, the other job that I did, uh, was I sold home improvements. I'd, I've knocked door to door and try to sell, you know, windows and siding and roofing and stuff like that, which was a bear to do, man. I mean, <laughs> people don't like to, you know, this was a while back. So people actually answered their door. Now it's a little tougher, mm. you know, but it's a great training to get people slamming doors in your faces, talking to people, going into their house, sitting at their kitchen table, you know, you know, finding people that have this small little shack of a house, but they have a flat screen, a uh, big screen TV and a satellite dish out back. You see people's priorities. You know, they'd rather have a, a nice entertainment system versus having nice windows, you know, or, or a nice roof that, that, you know, a roof that's leaking. So it's just funny how people's priorities are very shifted or they're, they're different. To me, I think one of the greatest things that entrepreneurs can begin to do is just knock some doors and sell something because, like you said, you get slant, you get the door slammed in your face, you get people yelling at you, you get all this failure, but that's like what entrepreneurship is all about. Like you got to, you know, you got to persevere. You got to look at the next opportunity, learn from that one. It's, it's hard, but that's, that's what entrepreneurship is. So I, I believe that wholeheartedly in Jefferson. So we're going to move phases here into when you had started getting some traction, getting some leverage within your entrepreneurial journey, when you felt like, in a sense, you had made it, but we all know that entrepreneurs in some sense never make it because that is just part of their mentality. But within this phase of when you were, when you did have traction, when you did have leverage, tell us of an obstacle here that you faced and get deep with us. You know, it's funny. I was... Um you know, started to get some traction and I was, uh, going through three things that create the most stress. And these are the top three things that create the most stress in people's lives. Number one, it's a relationship change. Number two, it's a career move. Number three, it's just actually moving like moving houses or moving, just moving your stuff. Right. And so I was going through all three things at the same time. I was going through my first divorce, uh, while I was starting the travel company I moved to an apartment, um, and obviously I'm starting the travel company, which is a new career. So three different things were going on, and it was nuts. And um, and then something else happened too, uh, was my apartment got broken into uh, just a, like a week or two after I moved in. And I didn't have a lot of stuff there, but I had a lot of my business stuff in boxes, and everything was just ransacked. And so it was just it was just like a, a punch in the gut, you know, it just it feel, I mean, if you've ever had, you know, uh, your place or, uh, broken into it, just really, it just kind of shakes you a little bit because good thing I wasn't there. Uh, so it's just crazy. You just never know what can happen. So anyways, that's what was going on, man. A lot of stressful things going on when I was getting traction, but the cool thing that kept me 
positive was I had this dream. I had this goal. I had this passion I was going after. And that's what kept me up at night. That's what in a good way, right? That's what kept me moving forward every single day. And cause I was hungry for it, you know, and, and that's the thing. That's, that's why, you know, the, the Elon Musk's of the world and, and all that stuff and, and the Jeff Bezos of the world, I mean, they keep on moving because of that idea and, and what's possible. And that's what leaders do. I mean, they think of what's possible and then they, they make it so, mm. you know, and that's huge. So Jefferson, just to digress really quick on, based on what you just said, how do you think that entrepreneurs that are looking to start a business can get so sickly obsessed with an idea to the point like what you're saying if they get robbed if they have stuff going on in their lives it doesn't matter they're still going to get to that goal what do you think we can implement mentality wise to start obsessing and really living off of this idea that we need to achieve what what do you what advice do you have for us there you said it, man. You just said the word obsessed. You got to get obsessed with your mission, your goal, what you're trying to accomplish, um, because it, there's a reason why you're starting what you're starting. There's a reason why, you know, you're you're starting this business, whatever business you're doing, whether it's, you know, sales or you're starting a whole new internet company or you're starting whatever, you know, network marketing, direct sales, sales, you know, a financial company, real estate company, whatever you're doing. You know, there's a voice that, whether it's God or the universe or yourself, whatever, um, is speaking to you, telling you kind of what to do and giving you these ideas. And you're acting on it. And most people don't. You know, go to the graveyard or the cemetery, you get all these, it's the most valuable place in the world because all these great ideas went to, went to, got buried because they didn't act on it. Right. And so you got to get obsessed yeah. because if you don't, you know, nobody else will. Or, let me flip that. If you don't, maybe somebody else will. That's more obsessed than you. You know, I, I mean, how many of us have seen a little infomercial and you're like, oh, geez, I could have thought of that. Right. And you're like, oh, geez. Well, guess what? They did. They got the money. They figured it out. And now they're on the freaking infomercial and you're not. Right. So let's stop judging people for the little simple thing they invented and actually executed on and the idea we still have sitting in our brain. Yeah, literally don't be jealous when someone else has done the thing you're thinking about because they are the ones that took that step, not you. So you can't, you don't have any space to be jealous. That's not uh, their fault. It is on you. And Jefferson, so one of the last questions that I have here for you, looking back at all the obstacles, all the ugliness, what can you tell a young aspiring entrepreneur to be most focused on to get through the day-to-day -day obstacles, long roads, nitty-gritties, etc.? What can we start doing today to be most prepared for the obstacles ahead? You know, I I think it's a couple of things. I mean, number one, every day move forward. You know, even if it's one inch, one centimeter, just keep on moving forward. Don't go back. Mm -hmm. All right. And and the word resiliency is key. You know, as in general, as human beings, we are resilient. I mean, just think about the stuff that happens when like you, you know, you scrape your shin or you get banged up and all of a sudden your body starts to heal itself. Now you see that on the outside, but the thing is, is that, you know, things that happen to us on our brain and to us, you know, on the inside, a lot of us, it's healed it like that it's in the past, but we keep on nursing and rehearsing and cursing what happened. So we're making it in the front of our, we're making it like real again and in the present again. And so that's why resiliency is so key that you just got to move on. And 
I'm not saying I'm not saying don't learn from the past. Like take from the past that's needed to learn and bring forward, but but leave the rest back because you don't need all of it. You just need the stuff that that you learned. Now, um, for me, you know, I just kept on thinking about what was possible. I kept on holding on to the vision of what was possible when I finally start making my first six figure year and I finally start making my first seven figure year, you know, and those types of things, what does life look like? You know, dream building, you know, when was the last time you drove through a really wealthy neighborhood, right? Drive through the neighborhood, look at the houses, go, go test it, test drive one of your favorite cars, smell the leather, you know, test drive that, right? You know, if you're a vision board kind of person or you just wanted to use Pinterest, whatever, it doesn't matter, but you got to keep that stuff in front of you, you know, and, and Hey, what motivates motivates. If, if a, if a speedboat and a Ferrari motivates you, great. Don't think that you're materialistic because a lot of entrepreneurs, they start that way. They start money driven. They start materialist material, materialistic, but that's okay. That, you know, the, you got to bait on the hook. What, what you want. But what happens as you grow as a person is you're going to evolve and you're going to realize once you start making the money, it's not really about the money, but you don't know that yet until you start making the money. And so no matter how time, how many times you hear me say this or Josh say this or whoever else talk about, it's not about the money. You don't understand yet until you actually make the money. And then you go, Oh, I get it. It's just like, just like right now, you know, if you don't have any kids, and you, and you don't understand why your parents say what they say, then all of a sudden you have a child or children. And then you realize, holy crap, my parents <laughs> had to deal with this and that. And then you have a whole level, new level of respect for your parents. You don't understand it until you go there and you have to, you have to go make the money to understand it's really not about the money. See, money is like a thank you note. Okay. If you add value to somebody's life, they're going to say thank you with a dollar bill or multiple dollar bills. Okay. And if your bank account isn't filled with dollar bills, you're not adding enough value yet. I'm saying yet, because I know you're on your way because you're listening to this podcast and the show. So it's okay. But, but think about that. A dollar bill is a thank you note. So you, you, you do the, you give the value, you'll get the thank yous. Jefferson, so this next question here for you is one of the greatest questions I think I ask within the interview, and this is in one word, what is one attribute you would tell an aspiring entrepreneur to master right now? I would say master yourself and your awareness of how you are operating around other people, uh, how you're, how you are being looked at by other people, not to try to make them happy. I'm just saying, be aware of, you know, are you the loud guy or the loud girl that's obnoxious and, and getting on people's nerves or, you know, kind of in, a, in an extra kind of way, right? Or yeah, you could be passionate about your stuff, but, but do it in a way where instead of you talking, talking, talking all the time, you're asking questions and letting other people talk. Right. It's those kinds of things. I mean, we all know we've met those people that they've got a great personality, but they just talk too much and they, and they can't turn it off. And, 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 and you like them, but you're like, man, just turn it, just turn it down a couple notches. And then some people might say, well, when you're passionate about something, you got to talk about it. It's like, yes, but you got to involve other people too. You can't do all the heavy lifting. See what, one of the things I learned from Bo Easton, he's a, a he's an ex NFL player. Um, and he teaches like how to speak and how to, you know, uh, how to craft your speech speeches and stuff like that. And 
he was talking about how when you're talking to a crowd, you have to talk in a way where you're involving them. You're having, you're having them participate with you by asking a question and involving them, not just talking at them. And so it's just real important that, you know, we have one mouth and two ears that, that you're just aware of who you are around other people, who you are to people and just be aware. I'm not saying you're allowed person, you're a quiet person. Just be aware of, of that. And just, um, you know, talk to a few of your inner circle people and say, Hey man, how was that, that meeting that we did? How, how was that? Was I too talkative? Was I this? Was I that? How was my tone? Was I kind of derogatory or was I condescending or was I just kind of cool? Like ask the feedback from people that you trust. Yeah, for real. And I think that that also goes along with all business because after doing this podcast for a while, literally being aware, being vigilant is how most businesses get started. Every story of every business is a pain point that someone saw. Like literally every time, like it's just a pain point that is being solved by business and someone noticed it. And so if you're vigilant, if, if you just notice things and you ask a simple question to yourself and to other people, that is the number one way right now you can start to just notice things other people want other other people value other people need that's that's just how how you do that just being aware like jefferson said so jefferson mm -hmm. to finish off here just give us an outlet to you where we can find you what you're doing right now and then we'll say goodbye yeah i think i think the best way is instagram i mean you know it's jefferson f like frank santos so it's at Jefferson F Santos, uh, you know, check out the stories. People can DM me there. Um, I've got a link in my little profile that takes them to the, talks about the travel club, things like that. So if you want to know more about that, you could check that out. But, but, uh, yeah, that's what's happening guys. I've got, uh, you know, stuff on YouTube, stuff on jeffersonsantos.com. I think the best way is Instagram and, uh, yeah. So if you like to travel at, at wholesale and things like that and, and add a value to people's lives, um, come check me out and, but Josh, man, I really, really appreciate your time and the questions. And I hope hopefully we uh, added some value to people's lives today. Yeah, for sure. I believe we really did. And guys, you heard it here first. You can go check out Jefferson on IG. So go and do that. And Jefferson, I just want to thank you for coming out on the show, sharing your experiences. And thanks for coming out, man. You bet. Thanks, Josh. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the show. If you liked this episode, you're going to like it even more with the show notes page on the DIYpreneur.com. It'll help you just digest a little bit more of what has been said here today and help you implement things into your entrepreneurial journey. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show and tell your friends, tell your cousins, tell your mom, tell your grandma, tell your dog about this show if they are entrepreneurs because this kind of information will help them out. Lastly, don't forget to give the DIYpreneur Instagram page a follow to track and tune in to more leverageable posts that I'm trying to give you guys and help you along your entrepreneurial journey and unconfuse you guys. So go give it a follow. Again, thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode.